You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do is Southern Miss To The Top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk. Here with your break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. With me as always, Jason Bailey. Take it away, Jason. Greetings and salutations, partner. I have been looking forward to this episode all week. I'm glad that uh, that we have uh, that we have Shane along with us tonight and, um, and looking forward to it. And I didn't even introduce myself, but you should know who I am by now. This is Jamie Arrington. And joining us also is our good friend and correspondent of the show, Shane Lott. Who? Shane Lott. Never heard of the guy. What's going on? What's going on in the eastern realms of Conference USA over there? Man, not a whole lot. A lot of canceled games, it seems. Yeah, same thing going on in Hattiesburg. It's, uh, you know, who's playing football this week? Well, you know, it's kind of a unique perspective because for these home games, Jason and I are there, and you're watching it on the TV, so you get a little bit – a lot of times you'll get more information from watching it on the tube than we get. And although it was a a heartbreaker, I was very proud of the effort the other night, but it's like after that game, things started to get better for me. I I went to the dinosaur exhibit – at the Lake Terrace Convention Center where they had it was like the they had it for the kids. But then like this one night they had it for adults where they had cocktails and adult beverages and whatnot. And you could just walk around and like the dinosaurs would like, all animatronic and everything. And I ran into John Hackney over there. It was kind of wild. Uh, but shocker. Uh, yeah, it was fun. It was it was <laughs> it was cool. It was the closest. And it was like it was, you know, they had a limited uh, attendance and. You know, the uh, dinosaurs had on masks, and uh, so it was. Uh, <laughs> I saw the pictures on social media, you and the lovely Melissa molesting those poor dinosaurs. I did not approve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she uh, she likes the booze, I tell you. Um, but I also got, so this was a treat for me. I'm a Pelicans fan. I also was able to get my hands on the new City Edition jersey for the Pelicans. So, like, every year, all the NBA teams, they get to choose one City Edition jersey. And it's, it's like a, a reflection on something about the city or something about the region or something about the culture in the area. So, New Orleans usually does the Mardi Gras edition for their City Edition every year. But this year, they did one kind of based off the New Orleans flag, and it's really tight. I mean, it's got the red, the white, the blue. It's got the uh, three fleur de lis place just like they have it on the flag it's got the kind of the the font to go along with it so it's really sharp i was super excited to get my hands on it i don't know if i'll be able to go to a game this year but if i am i will definitely be sporting this and uh man nba basketball season only a month or so away so super super excited about that but also i think i gotta start running in some uh, different circles man i i I don't know about you, Shane, but I never run to my mailbox and all of a sudden get a free jersey from a from a major league team. All I get is bills. To to yeah. To quote uh, Mitch Hedberg, it's all about who you know, and I know Crackle. Snap <laughs> 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 uh, and Popper always letting me down. 
But NBA NBA basketball season doesn't kick off until you know mid to late December. But college basketball actually kicks off tomorrow if their games haven't been canceled. So yeah, I was about to say, or does it? Or does it? So we're going to talk about uh, what's going on with Southern Miss. We'll bring you up to speed with that. But up first, oh, before we get to the rest of the show, I'm going to put out a special episode this week, kind of a little bonus episode because of the big fight this weekend, Mike Tyson taking on Roy Jones Jr. Well, a couple of years ago when I started To The Top Talk, I also had another podcast where I got to interview Roy Jones. So we're going to release that episode later this week kind of as a bonus episode. And since we're not going to have a football game, maybe you can do that during the allotted time that we would have the game. So be on the lookout for that. But before we talk about the game, a little bit of news. So we didn't, we skipped last week. It just, it just happened. So that's what it is. But we didn't get to talk about it any. But, uh, Southern Miss quarterback, Jack Abraham, um, announced he was opting out for the remainder of the season. Now, Abraham has taken some shots. He's had some concussion issues, but at the same time, this was a situation where the day before we were scheduled to leave for Western Kentucky, so he had taken all the first team reps that week. The day before we leave to Western for Western, he lets the coaches know that he's opting out for the re- remainder of the season. So uh, I totally understand the opting out, but it was a it was a, a disappointment for it to be done in that manner. Yeah, timing could have been better for sure. Yeah, and you know, like we were talking about before the show started. When it was just an opting out, I think everybody can kind of understand that. He's been around the program for a while. He's a smart guy. I think he wants to be a dentist after he's done with college. And, you know, with the concussion protocols, and, you know, he had a scare. And everybody was kind of okay with that. The timing sucked. But, you know what, I I can at least deal with it. Well, then when you enter the transfer portal after that, uh, it kind of takes it in a different direction for me. And And I'm not behind closed doors. I don't know exactly what happened. But strictly from a fan standpoint, it, you know, love, love Jack to death. He's taking a picture with my son, you know, the whole shebang. But at the end of the day, you kind of quit on your team when they needed you the most. So it's not a great look. Uh, I wish him the best in, in whatever happens, but uh, it, it kind of puts Southern Miss in a bind. And, and I think we're all ready to kind of just turn the page on Jack at this point. Yeah, man. The the biggest thing that I take away from the situation is and there there were a handful of, of teammates of his starters that were taking jabs on social media, you know, after the fact, which kind of let me know what their mindset and their feelings were about it. And and uh, not something that I, I would ever personally want to comment on, uh, you know, really publicly, but just to see his teammates, uh, you know, really take offense to the way he handled it was surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, keep this in mind. I don't expect him to come back, but entering the portal, uh, you can still come back. So it's not like set in stone, but I would, I would be stunned if he, if he did come back to the team at this point. And, and really, I'm not sure if he's going to keep playing football. It may, may decide it's time to move on. He got engaged this past weekend. So, uh, best of luck with Jack, whatever he does, but move it on to the game this past weekend, uh, Southern Miss and UTSA. Tate Whiteley was back. After missing a few games after a cheap shot in the on the last play of the game against Liberty, which uh, concussed Tate and knocked him out for a few weeks, came back this week had a solid game. The Golden Eagles, all in all, it was a very valiant effort, but they weren't able to come out on top, falling 
to the UTSA Roadrunners by a score of 23-20. to So let's start with Tate. So Tate was back. He had a career high in passing yards, 272 passing yards, and threw for two touchdowns with one interception. So it was it was really great to see Tate out there, and you could kind of tell that he had the uh, just a little bit of a leadership role with the team now. Yeah, you know, I, I liked uh, I thought that Tate did some things athletically that, frankly, we've been we've kind of been missing on offense uh, for a little while, and um, you know, uh, for the most part, I thought the game was 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 evenly matched all the way around um, late in the game. Tate had one ball sail on him where, you know, if, if he misses, if he misses that throw short instead of long, you know, we're still in the game, but, uh, but uh, overall I, I thought that Tate gave us a chance to win. We had a lot of flashes on offense and, and defensively, you know, I thought that even though McCormick ended up with a lot of yards gained, most of that was on one run for the most part. I thought that we held McCormick in check. He, I think he's probably the best running back in the conference, and and for a defense that struggled specifically on the line all year long, I thought we looked good for most of the game, and and if, if, even though we could have won the game, I honestly think the UTSA is just a little bit better than Southern Miss, and they won by just a little bit. You know, total yards of the game. So. Uh, you mentioned, you know, through the air, through the ground. So total yards, UTSA had 304 yards on the game. Southern Miss had 347. Uh, UTSA passing only 71 yards through the air, which is a testament to the defense. But at the same time, they had 233 on the ground. Um, and, and yeah, McCormick accounted for a big chunk of that. And I believe 67 yards on, on one run in particular. Um, Southern Miss through the air, 272 yards. Um, on the ground, 75 yards. So, you know, we kind of held them in check uh, through the air. They kind of held us in check for the most part on the ground. So, um, you know, it was it was a pretty close game throughout. We had some leads. They had some leads. And then you had the one play that I kind of get it now once I look back on it because Tate – so Tate's running the ball. He fumbles. It goes out around the one two yard line. One of their defenders hits it, knocks it out of the back of the end zone. The reason that it was ruled a safety was because that the other opposing team never had possession of the ball. It's very strange. But at the time I was I just did not understand it. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, it's still I, a little... I, I'm not positive that I still understand it, but it, it, to the best that I can tell is that there was not a change of possession. That being said, <laughs> Southern Miss did not knock the ball out of the back of the end zone, right? Yeah, but I guess it's – I don't know. I mean, I guess it's, it's unfortunate, but – Yeah, well, so I, mean, so I guess we can just blame the rule. Um, you know, I wish Tate would have held on to the ball. But, um, I mean, if you think about it, if that's the case, then this just happened to be like on the two-yard line. Let's just say you fumbled it. I know this is far-fetched, but let's just say that we fumbled it like on the 38-yard line. And they just kicked it and kicked it and fumbled it and fumbled it and all the way down through the end zone. Is that the same thing? I mean, I don't think you could. Louisiana Tech always did that. (laughs) Yes, right. So, you know, I'm just saying, if if that's the rule and they made the right call, then um, I apologize to the referees and everybody who was standing around me in the end zone because that was a tongue lashing, uh, beer induced. But um, anyway, it, it, you know, it didn't help. And then the fake field goal, you know, I love the call, 
that's that's points off the board too. And that's so, the difference in the game, right? I mean, there. yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, and this is going back to the game before this too, but what well, the game before this was ten to seven, right? Yes. So we've lost the last game by three points apiece. I mean, we could very easily, and not that it's great, but we're two and seven right now. So what would that make us? Four and five? Just if the ball literally bounces a different direction in the last two games? Well, and you throw in that Louisiana Tech game too, where it was just a matter of inches there in the end zone. So you right. have three games that you know we could we could realistically be at five wins right now, even with everything that's gone awry. But we aren't. We lost those three games. Um, this season doesn't count, apparently. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just saying, you know, we've got a lot of of skill player talent on this team that that's new to the team this year. Uh, guys that that we didn't have last year that are really stepping up and, and putting on a show Brown Lee and, and Gore jr. Specifically, but there, there are some bright points that we've seen this year to build towards the future for sure. Let's talk, talk about a couple of individual performances in the game. You mentioned Frank Gore, who's battling a little bit of turf toe. He had 127 yards from scrimmage, 70 on the ground, and 57 through the air. Uh, and and one of those came through his first TD catch, which was a 51-yard reception, the longest reception of his career. And, and that uh, touchdown reception slash run went viral. I mean, it was it was all over ESPN, uh, you know, the, comparing him to his dad. So it was, it was really cool to see him get that recognition and, and you know, not only the national media, but the, the Southern Miss fan base and his teammates kind of rallying him around him with that with that viral video. So that was really cool. Yeah, I mean, two viral videos on the weekend. You got Gore breaking off the long run and uh, Tim Jones bossing uh, the poor dude from UCSA. <laughs> yeah, so Tim Jones, number one on You Got Mossed which is Randy Moss's segment on uh, Monday Night Football every week. He Tim's kind of just snatched the ball. I mean, it, it did. I mean, it looked like he just snatched the ball out of the air from the guy, took it the other way in the end zone. But it's Tim Jones doing Tim Jones things. And with this past weekend, so Tim had five receptions for 65 yards. He now moves into fifth pay, fifth place on the Southern Miss career chart for receptions. So he is. Uh, he just moved over Edo Smith this weekend. Into fifth hmm. place all time on uh, career receptions at Southern Miss. So, um, oh wow! And another thing in regards to that. So, I don't know if he's going to have any more games to top that or not. But this past weekend was Senior Day for most of the seniors. It it might not be their Senior Day. They might get another Senior Day next year since everybody gets their eligibility if they want it. Uh, I think quite a few players are planning on coming back. So. Um, you know, I know before the injury, Tim was getting a lot of attention at the next level, so I don't know what his plans are, but uh, it would be amazing if he were to come back next year and 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 move a little further up those those charts in the uh, career receptions at Southern Miss. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, you can't blame a guy though if he gets a shot to to go in in a, a decent draft pick to to make that move and start getting paid. Uh, but man, wouldn't it be? Be good to have him and Brown Lee back uh, next year. Absolutely. Uh, another individual performance: Malik Shorts, nine tackles, six of those were solos, one for a loss, and he had his first interception of the season. So another solid game from Malik Shorts. Uh, one thing also we have to mention, Jason, the tailgaters of the game. Tell us about that. Oh, wow! Actually, forgot all about that. Um, so 
Southern Miss Athletics put out something on social asking for pictures uh, from your virtual tailgating. Um, and, you know, we had kind of forget. Steve and I had talked about it. Steve Farmer and I had talked about it uh, during the week. And then, you know, when you get over here and you start, you know, drinking and, and playing cornhole and the whole deal, uh, I kind of forgot about it. And literally like 15 minutes before we were walking out of the door to the stadium, we just gathered up real quick and just took a shot. And I emailed it to uh, Mary with uh, Southern Miss Athletics. And I don't know. I don't know if we're like the only people that send in a picture. <laughs> but um, but we actually got a decent shot. My dog was in it. He happened to be looking directly at the camera. That never happens. There are two four-year-olds involved. That never happens either. So it was cool. Um, you know, it's not a humongous tailgate party. There weren't 100 people over here or anything. But um. Just the normal people that, that come over before games now. And, uh, and yeah, so, so what ended up happening is we won it. Uh, we got our name, uh, on, and our picture on the Jumbotron at the Rock. And I get an email later saying we have a hundred dollar gift card to walk ons. So walk ons sponsored the whole thing. And I guess before the next game, if we have another game, uh, I guess we will all, instead of setting up here at my house, I guess we'll go over to walk ons and, spend at least a hundred dollars <laughs> so it was cool you mentioned walk-ons 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 is the sponsor for the uh weekly coaches show and john cox was not present at the coaches show this week nor was he present at the game and the word was he is in quarantine so uh sending all our best to john cox hope everything is okay um you know hope he doesn't have covid but if he does Hopes he, hope he makes it through it okay. He's been at this a long time. Yeah, He's been doing this man. as long as I've been alive. Does that make sense to anybody else? I'm kind of going like through like one of these like midlife deals right now, right? I'm 44 years old. This is his 44th year in a row to be calling games for USM. That just doesn't even make sense to me. But um, but yeah, I'll I'll do best to uh. To John on a uh, – well, if he has, I'm not sure if he's quarantined because he has the virus or not. But either way, let's hope he comes through this thing good. And uh, we can listen to him call some Southern Miss basketball coming up pretty soon because that's what I love listening to him do the most. Amen. I'm sitting here looking at a copy of Rock Solid, his book, on top of uh, my my shelf in my man cave here. And uh, John Co- – uh, Juan Cox, excuse me, let me <laughs> refer to him appropriately – is a Southern Miss legend and all the best to him. We we need him back in healthy ASAP. And and you know I know we we've, we've dumped our chest about a couple of things, but uh, also got to give a uh, shout out to Jason Baker for giving us a shout out during the ESPN three broadcast the other day. Uh, much appreciated. We'll take all the airtime we can get. That was really cool. You know he texted me the day before. And he said that, um, well, you know, Allman, Dustin Allman's is doing the color now. And so I, I guess that you put out that video on the To The Top Talk social on the anniversary of that game, right? Yes. Okay. So the very next day, um, we're, you know, Dustin's going to be in the booth. So I guess, I guess Baker, I think he said it took him down memory lane. And uh, he, was, he told me he was going to give us a shout out. And he, he tried to get our logo. Uh, thrown up on the screen, but ESPN apparently has listened to our podcast and shot that down pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame them. Don't blame them one bit. It was probably an episode with a guest appearance from me. They were like, no, not with that loser. 
<laughs> well, well, that means they probably caught the end of the episode. Because when Shane and I do episodes, uh, we tend to get a little loose towards the end of the episode. Okay, we'll see how this goes. Now it's a yeah. party. <laughs> one thing, one last thing about the game. Uh, there towards the end, uh, on the final drive, it or it looked like something like it looked to me like Tate dislocated his shoulder on a hit that he took. Um, but they they're not they haven't really said what's going on with Tate. They're just saying now he's day to day. I would be surprised if he was going to play this week. If we were playing. But uh, we we may not see Tate the rest of the season. Um, I guess that just kind of remains to be seen. So, um, you know, he went out there, gave it his all the other day. I hate it for him with all the injuries that he's kind of suffered through in his career. But, uh, you know, it, it remains to be seen whether or not he'll suit back up again this particular season. Let me ask you guys a question. At this point in the year, do you want to play any more games? I... I, I like it for the players to get experience, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, we're also getting, and, and I like watching them. I mean, it sucked losing, but it's also been good to have something to do or something to look forward to. Um, and just, I really haven't had the expectations that much was going to happen at the further we got into this season. So, uh, part of me selfishly wants uh, to play and, and part of me selfishly wants the players to get some more playing time. But on the flip side of that, you know, we're getting into recruiting season and I would love to be able to have a new coach come in and, and hit the ground running. And and also would love to be able to give the coaches that are here now the opportunity to find new jobs. So uh, all very good points. I'm going to let and the cards I fall where I, they may. Yeah, I think I agree with every single one of those points. Um, but, you know, when they scheduled the last two and, and look, the very last game. Which is great for me. We've talked about it before on the show. It's on December the 10th, which is a Thursday, and my birthday is on December the 11th. So that's short work week for me, and uh, it's like a four-day work week with a with with the finale being a game at the Rock at nighttime, and then followed by a day off. You know, so I'm really looking forward to that. Anyway, that being said, that's damn near bowl season, right? If we even have a bowl season, but when we've played bowl games. On that December, the like my birthday type weekend before. So if we go that long without making a hire, and I do think we're going to make a hire before that, but if we do let it go that long, and and it also includes a trip out to El Paso, which nobody wants to do that anyway, right? So, so when I say, you know, should the season just stop right now? Should we just throw up the throw in the towel or throw up the white flag or whatever? Uh, it has nothing to do with the players. Um, we're getting better, man. We're getting better every single week, especially the the defense. Think how bad we were, specifically in the secondary at the beginning of the season. How far they've come, the passion that they're playing with. It's awesome. But, it, you know, uh, in, in the grand scheme of things, we kind of need to get this chapter of Southern Miss football kind of over with and get a new guy and get rolling, right? And, and and just to clarify this, because we haven't said any kind of official announcement on this, so if there are any listeners wondering, the Southern Miss football game that was scheduled for this Friday, November 27th, against UAB has been canceled due to precautionary reasons resulting from COVID-19 concerns with the Golden, Golden Eagle program. So no game this Friday against UAB. The two games left on the schedule, 
Friday, December the 4th on ESPN3. That's at UTEP at 7 p.m. And then Thursday, December 10th, that game's going to be on CBS Sports Network. That's against FAU. That is a 530 uh, kickoff here in Hattiesburg. Now, you know, if we're suffering from COVID right now, you know, you, 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 I don't know how long that these player, whoever the players are, I haven't even heard any rumors about who it might be, but UTEP is also is, is, has been a really bad coronavirus hotspot as of late. Mm-hmm. So if that game happens, I would be, I would be stunned if that did happen. Now the game against FAU at that point, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. They've had, some struggles as well, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if, if, if we get any more games in the rest of this year. From what I've been told, uh, at least my source on this particular subject, I think it had a lot to do with the defensive line on our part this time. So, and, and that's one of the deals where, you know, when, when an outsider looks at this and says like, man, I see all those guys on the sideline. There's like a hundred people over there. How could you have to cancel the game? There's only 11 on the field at the time. Yeah. But if like five of those people that are out are the like the same position, then you just can't play a football game, right? Absolutely. Right. It's a wild situation at this point of the year. I mean, you got basketball trying to start and, and football going down the home stretch and games in both sports canceled left and right. And uh it'll be interesting to see what actually happens over the next month or so. Well, let's talk about the coaching search. So we, we've talked about several candidates as of, uh, you know, as we've gone throughout the season, as we've gone through this coaching search. But I wanted to touch on two of them in particular as we're kind of getting, you know, closing in on the home stretch here. We talked about him briefly when we played Tulane earlier this season, but I wanted to talk a little bit about Will Hall and, uh, you know, look into him a little bit deeper because, you know, at, at first glance, you got always the offensive coordinator at Tulane. Um, they've, they've done a good job running the ball. They've had some struggles to the air. And then, you know, his dad, Bobby Hall doesn't have the best reputation in regards to Southern Miss. So, you know, what would this guy bring to the table? So Will Hall actually is a, uh, a year younger than me. He was born in 1980, <laughs> played his ball at uh, Northwest Mississippi Community College and then North Alabama, and then played for the Tupelo Fire Ants, whatever the hell that is. Um, in his, it, <laughs> His coaching career, particularly his his head coaching career, uh, it was pretty successful. He was a head coach at uh, West Alabama and West Georgia. Now during that time, he was a to- a total combined record of 56 and 20. He went to the it looks like he went to the NCAA Division II tournament four times out of six years. Um, he also won a conference title three of those years, and um. I mean, so it's a pretty, pretty solid resume as a head coach. You're looking at, at West Alabama, he was eight and four, nine and four, eight and three. Then at West Georgia, he was 12 and three, 12 and two, then seven and four. Um, he's also, after he left West, West Georgia, he was the offensive coordinator at Louisiana Lafayette in 2017. Then he was the associate head coach slash tight end coach at Memphis in 2018, which they had a really solid year. And then for the past two seasons, he has been the offensive coordinator at Tulane uh, during that time. So I was looking at the stats for just this year in particular. Um, and as we saw Tulane, I, one of the worst uh, slaughters I've ever seen in person for Southern Miss 
Earlier this season, they defeated us 66-24. to and I know he had some ambition for this position, so I don't know how much of that was um, forced or how much of that was just that came natural <laughs> against the way our defense was playing at the time. But points per game right now, uh, Tulane in 2020 is averaging 35.4 points per game, which puts them at 32nd in the country. I mean, they've had some really solid outings. They've sc- they scored the most most points against Army this year. Army was only given up like a max of 24 points a game, and then they they just uh, ransacked Army 38 to 12. Um, they fell in a really close game this past weekend to number 25 Tulsa 30 to 24. It looks like other than their game against uh, their first two games, which they did not have their current quarterback in place until they played us. I don't know why they couldn't have waited one more game. But uh, ever since they played us, it looks like they've scored at least 30 points every week. Outside of this past week, they've scored at least 37 points every week. So definitely you like to see the points there. Um, there is a little bit of a discrepancy as far as running versus passing. And and part of that is because they, they just don't have the quarterback stable right now. Keon Howard was their quarterback early in the season. And Keon, God love him, he has the accuracy of a bottle rocket. So it just, <laughs> it never really, you know, and then he has a true freshman come in the rest of the season. So right now, uh, his offense averaging 30, uh, 394.1 yards per game. Southern Miss is averaging around 350. Passing yards per game, uh, 169.8. That is, uh, that ranks 110th in the country. But rushing yards per game, 224.3 which has him around 19th in the country. So, you know, the and another thing, one more thing, the, the big thing, I think the big selling point for Will Hall is his recruiting ability. If you look at the roster in, for Tulane and you looked at the players from this area that came back and whooped our ass in that game, I mean, there was quite a few of them. And he has one of the best quarterbacks in the state right now, Ty Keys, who is – uh, related to one of our former wide receivers. Um, he has him committed to Tulane. And, and the reason he went to Tulane is because of Will Hall. So I'm not saying anybody would flip or wouldn't flip, but, um, you know, I don't think we put forth much effort into recruiting him. So a big selling point for him, if he does get the job, is going to be his ability to recruit uh, Mississippi. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see kind of how this plays out. Guys, do you have any thoughts on Will Hall? The Shane, you go question ahead. I have, yeah. yeah, that's uh, I mean, there's there's just a question that is just pounding in my head. Can the man lead a program that's not starting with the word West? It's, we're Southern <laughs> Mississippi. That could be a major issue. If he can lead a pro- but, you know, that is a direction. So if he if he can only do the directions, then maybe we're good. But that's a very fair question. Uh, yeah, I mean that that was just the major thing that was burning in my mind, uh, <laughs> other than the fact of actually being able to coach football games. Yes, um, very fair. But no, I, uh, I mean the guy came and just kicked the crap out of us, uh, and obviously has taken some players out of the area that that we would have liked to have seen at Southern Miss. Uh, those are definitely positives in his favor. Uh, from the names that are you know, currently mentioned on the board, uh, I would guess I would probably be the most excited about him. Um, 
Yeah, he's he's got recruiting connections. He's he's got family connections. He knows the area. He he's an offensive coach, which we've had a lot more success with. Um, yeah, I don't think he's he's a blow me out of the water candidate, but uh, I, I definitely think he could be a a, a, a guy to to come in and write the ship. Very fair. Yeah. So here, yeah. So, so so here's my take on Will Hall. And and when he was first mentioned, Jamie first mentioned him to me. I didn't I didn't know him, but Jamie first mentioned him to him to me. And I'm kind of like you, Shane. I didn't um, you know, I'm just like, meh, you know, like not much to it. Well, since then, you know, I, I've looked him up a little bit, and uh, even though I've never heard him speak, I never heard him motivate. Uh, which, by the way, I think that's kind of like 60% of the job here at Southern Miss, if not more. You got to be able to hire staff and all that, but you have to be able to excite a fan base. You got to come in here and you got to be able to do what Fedora did right off the bat. You got to be able to do what Tyndall did and what, honestly, what Jay Leidner's doing right now. You got to, that's, that's like most of your job, I think, because Southern Miss, you know, after all we, all Southern Miss fans need is a reason to come out and, like Jamie says, a, a fear of missing out on the game. You know, if you can get that into the fans' heads, then they all come out. And when they all come out, it's easier for Sutter Miss to win. But outside of that, the, the source that I've talked to as far as Will Hall goes says that the committee picking the head coach, uh, that the head uh, head coaching previous experience is, is a big factor. So – you know, Hall checks that. He checks that box. Um, knowing the recruiting area, like Jamie said, that's big. He checks that box. Um, and it, my source also told me that it, it's possible. Uh, today is November twenty fourth, so uh, the this coming Monday, they said it's possible that we're going to announce that day. And coincidentally, I think us, you know, canceling the game this week because of COVID, that kind of opens the door to maybe that actually happened. He said, if not this Monday, then the following Monday. That's all coming from a source. So I have not heard it myself, um, but, you know, it's a source close to the situation. But if you look at the boxes that, that Hall checks, um, then a lot of these things point to him. And I will also say, because we've heard the name Jamie Chadwell mentioned a whole lot and there was a virus threat protection that just popped up on my computer if anybody heard that <laughs> but if you've heard the name jamie chadwell pop up jamie chadwell is not going to be at a press conference this monday or next monday right well and and it looks like Tulane's final game got moved to uh, their last game is going to be against memphis on december the 5th so not this coming weekend, but the next will be their last game. So if he's sticking out the rest of the season, and it, and it originally their last game was supposed to be this coming weekend. Um, so if it is him, you would you would imagine that it would take place shortly thereafter. You know, maybe the seventh or eighth. Um, yeah, well, but but, but it's, it's it's a lot easier to go ahead and announce if you're the coordinator, if you're the head coach of a program, if you're Chadwell, then there's zero chance you're going to announce before the, before the season's over, right? Right. And, and if the committee is actually is is in fact looking for somebody with head coach experience, that eliminates Womack. Um, you know, and the and the two on the top of the list after that, I well, 
I think the two on the top of the list after that are Hall and Chadwell. But if Chadwell's gone, then the next on the list would have to be uh, Blake Anderson, who is also a current head coach. So I don't know. It, it, in my opinion, a lot of it points to Hall. If I would, if I was a betting man, uh, I would bet on Hall at this point. Well, let's let's talk about. You know, I, I agree. Just based off of kind of how things are kind of coming together. Um, it, it seems like he might be the choice, but we don't know. Jeremy's kind of keeping everything close to the vest. There's been a couple of articles come out. I don't think any of the people writing these articles have talked with Jeremy. I think it's a lot of agents speak, so take it for what yeah. it's worth. But Blake Anderson has kind of gotten to be a name that's gotten to be a little warmer lately. So let's touch on Blake real quick. I'm not going to dive back into his career because most of you know him from his time here at Southern Miss. He was a uh, running game coordinator and quarterbacks coach 2008-2009. And he was the offensive coordinator, quarterback coach here in 2010 and 2011, one of the the best seasons in Southern Miss history. In 2013, I mean 2012, 2013, he was the offensive coordinator at North Carolina, and then since 2014, he has been the head coach at Arkansas State. During his time at Arkansas State, 50 and 36 overall, two and four in bowl games. So pretty much every year, except for this current season, he has. Uh, been in a bowl game. If you go down the list, oh, and also he's got two, in those six years he's got two Sun Belt championships and one Sun Belt West championship. So uh, 2014 he was seven and six, 2015 nine and four, 2016 eight and five, uh, 2017 seven and five, 2018 eight and five, 2019 eight and five, and this current year he's three and six and had to fire his defensive coordinators. A couple of games in, one of which was Dave Duggan. So, uh, you know, if you if you take this season off the board, and you know, last season his his wife was going through the cancer and everything, so that was a big, uh, you know, I won't say call it a distraction, but it was. Um, but during his time at Arkansas State, now that I'm looking at him, I mean, going to a bowl every single year, winning two Sun Belt championships. We haven't won a conference championship since he was here back in 2011. And I know there's been some speculation, and, and I don't really know if there's it has any legs. But I was thinking about this earlier. So, you know, there was talk about um, oh, Kane Womack at Indiana. And there was also talk, well, you know, Kane, one of Kane's good friends is Austin Davis. There was scuttlebutt about the possibility of Austin Davis being the offensive coordinator. Well, Austin is also extremely close with Blake Anderson. So just throwing that out there, that's just mm. total speculation. I don't know anything about it, but if Austin was interested in coming back, and Austin won't, you know, obviously wanted the head coaching position here, but let's say Austin does not get the head coaching position here, would he be interesting, interested in coming back and being a coordinator for somebody like a Blake Anderson, who he knows, you know, who was his quarterback coach here, who he's still very close with? You know, that's something that could could be interesting there as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, I was going to, you know, bring up the point that Blake Anderson was his quarterback's coach the entire time, you know, that he was here. That, that's a, a big relationship builder there. And the fact that Austin Davis has been under Pete Carroll in, in Seattle for uh, several years now, I mean, that's that's an interesting possibility. If I'm Blake Anderson, I think the the things that I well, first of all when I roll into the interview, I throw on a pair of slacks. Second of all, <laughs> the things that I would bring up this time around, uh, does anybody here remember 2011? Um, 
by the way, I've won three. I think it's three championships. I think he's won three championships uh, since he's been in Arkansas State. It says 2015, 2016, 2018. 2018 was just in the West. So he won. Okay, just in the West. Yeah, 15 and 16 were both the whole conference. Either way, you know, Southern Miss, we want to dominate this league that we're in, this godforsaken league that we're in. We want to dominate this thing. Uh, This guy can point to it and say, hey, look, I'm winning something that's probably a little better than what you're doing right now. And also, by the way, uh, Austin Davis is my boy. (laughs) So if if I'm walking in, if I'm throwing up a PowerPoint, uh, those are the three things that are on my opening page. You know, I won here. I scored a lot of points. Uh, I left, and I still scored a lot of points and won championships. And the guy that wants to come back anyway, I know him. So that's a great. That's that's a that's a pretty solid selling point. My first question would to him, and, and I and I'm friends with Blake. I love Blake. Blake's an awesome dude. Don't get me wrong, but my first question, and I probably would ask Hall a similar question, but given the way things have gone down in Arkansas State this year, what are you going to do on defense? What are you going to do? Because that's that's they've struggled. They've had, I mean, they've won games by by just in a shootout. I mean, it's been exciting, and, and that's more fun than what we've seen on the field in Hattiesburg this year. But you know, you, you're going to have to, you can't have uh, a, a Todd Bradford esque Start mm. here. You know, you need to bring some kind of defense. There's got to be some kind of plan there to to uh, sure defend the ball. And 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 I'm 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 growing more fond of the uh, the players we have on that side of the ball. We need some help in some areas, but I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what the guys on that side of the ball could do. And and they don't need to be neglected. It's so weird how teams take the personality of their head coach. We know that because this year we've had three head coaches. We started off the year not really giving a crap, right? Turns out that's how our coach was. Then we went to scoring a whole bunch of points with our next head coach. <laughs> and then we have a third head coach, and all of a sudden we're awesome in defense. So people that say a coach doesn't matter, <laughs> you know, players matter. I mean, and all I guess all of it matters to an extent. But we've seen like three different versions of it this year all come to fruition, right? So if I'm Blake, I think I'm looking at uh, this latest incarnation of the Sutter Miss defense. Like, hey, I have a crappy defense at Arkansas State. Uh, looks like Sutter Miss really knows what they're doing. In theory, everybody can come back next year. Uh, I start thinking about some of the coaches that are on staff now uh, retaining those guys. I mean, if I mean to go along with the question you posed. Well, yeah. Go ahead, Shane. I wouldn't be mad at a, at a Blake Anderson hire at all. I mean, just because the Fedora years were so much fun, and Blake was heavily involved in that. Uh, but uh, it's kind of a similar, uh, you know, approach as Fedora took, as you you know, just outscore the other team, and defense kind of goes by the wayside. Uh, but in that that 2011 year, it, it showed. What happens when you have that explosive, you know, capable of scoring points at, at any point offense and then team it up with a really stout defense? I mean, uh, those those games were really fun. So uh, I, I wouldn't be mad to to bring back the, those times in Hattiesburg at all. Hey, let me ask you this. If so, if Blake Anderson is really on the table and he came in and he said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm bringing back Dan Dish. Well, he would need to bring back um, – he would also need to bring back Dave Duggan because they tag-teamed that defense that year. Yeah. 
Um, That's true. Find but me the, up. the, the dish is really cool. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, and one more thing on the coaching search. So the the early signing period is uh, December the 16th. So that is one, two, three weeks away. So, um, yeah, so the, the, the sooner the better as far as this new coaching hire goes. And if we don't have a big early day signing class, I'm totally cool with that. I think there's going to be plenty, you know, to choose from after that, but it would be nice to go ahead and get some of that taken care of. So it would not shock me a bit. The sooner the better. Let's take a look at Blake's schedule. So the final game for, as of right now, the final game for Arkansas State is, uh, on December the 12th. So if we make a coaching hire, you know, in the next two weeks, probably not going to be him. If we wait, him along with Chadwell will probably, you know, hopefully would be on the table. So very good point. We'll see what happens. Um, and if you do hire him after that last game, that's December the 12th, your signing day is on the 16th. So you got like a two or three day turnaround to start recruiting. You know, and go ahead and get that announcement made. So that would be a whirlwind of a week if that were to happen that way. Well, let's talk about a little bit about Southern Miss basketball before we get out of here. So another casualty to uh, this season is uh, the, the opening tournament that Southern Miss was scheduled to play in in Milwaukee. Uh, that tournament's been called off. Uh, North Dakota, um, UN, University of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, so that, that is off due to COVID, but we were able to find a replacement. Southern Miss is going to take on Jacksonville University, the Fighting Dolphins, this Saturday at 1 p.m. Central Time. They are going to Jacksonville. This will be the new season opener for the Golden Eagles. This will be the second straight year that we have traveled to Duval County. Uh, last year we played uh, North Florida. As well, the last time that we played the Dolphins of Jacksonville was in a 2002 tournament in Iowa City, where Southern Miss won 62 to 61. The series is tied at three apiece, with the other games occurring between 1961 and 1988. So that is a 18-year span. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I, I'm I am. Super excited about the team this year. I'm super excited that they are actually getting to play this week, or hopefully they get to play this weekend. I think we're we, this is how it's going to kind of be, <laughs> you know. I, I know there's been an uptick with COVID, um, but if there's anything we learn from football is that you know things can change just at you know it's a drop of a hat. So I hope that I mean you know basketball didn't even get started right. You know we're supposed to be in Milwaukee and we didn't even get to do the the very I mean, at least football we kind of started right and then um and then we've had cancellations here and there throughout but basketball didn't even have that luxury so I hate it for Jay I hate it for the players I think we got a good team you know I'm, I'm looking at these guys that we have on the team now Pinkney I can't wait to wait to watch them play Tay Hardy. Um, of course, Stevenson and, and my my son's favorite player and my favorite player too, Ladavius Drain. Every time we watch a basketball game on TV, whether it's Sutter Miss or, or somebody else, he looks up there and he says, "Is that Drano?" 
<laughs> so it's cool. It's cool that he's getting that experience. I think that I've seen a lot of games, but I'm not going to have anything on this dude because he's literally been going since he was born, uh, which is neat. Um, but, but, but yeah, it's, I think it's a long way to go all the way to Jacksonville, Florida, just for a one game. But at this point, I think you just, you know, take what you can get. So I guess that's why we're doing it. And I hope that we come out victorious. But, um, but yeah, I just want, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing these guys. I, I'm assuming this is not on TV, right? They haven't said anything about TV. So I, that remains to be seen, I would imagine. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, we just scheduled it like today, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe they hadn't worked out the TV arrangements yet, but, um, hopefully we can see it somewhere. If not, I hope John Cox can do the play by play. Cause if not, who pinch hits that in that situation? Probably Jack Duggan, I would imagine. Ooh. But, uh, or, you know, Lee Roberts' son plays on the team now, so they could ship Lee out there. And I'm sure he would be more Dude, than happy to cover it. Dude, basketball is so hard to do. Yeah. God bless him. I mean, and Cox is great. He's just, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't, I'm, I, I have no idea. When I'm listening to John Cox do basketball games, I'm looking at my radio dial uh, like I'm looking at the basketball court, and I can tell what's going on. He paints a great picture, man. He's he's a pro. Double out left, single out right. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, in, in, in basketball, it's a kick out but, to the key and bingo. <laughs> oh, man. He's he's amazing at basketball, and I don't know if there's anything better than – oh, well, there is something better. Actually being at the Pete in the spring, but uh, mm. since I live in North Carolina – Kicking back with the cold beer and listening to John Cox call the game from the Pete's pretty special too. Well, the home opener for the Golden Eagles. So, so the the season opener is this Saturday. Um, they will be taking on Jacksonville, the Dolphins, the Fighting Dolphins. The home opener is going to be a a week away, Wednesday, December the second. We will be taking on William Carey, hopefully with a vengeance. We still owe them from what happened under the Doc Settler era, and hopefully Jay Ladner and company will deliver. I got confirmation on my, uh, yeah, I got confirmation on my season tickets. Uh, still have not received my season tickets. Um, I got mine. Did you? You got the email? It, no, I got my ticket. It's all about who you know, and I know Crackle. <laughs> no, I got, <laughs> I got them in the mail for some reason. I don't, I thought I was going to get them digital, but I got them in the mail, so. They oh, really? Yeah. Oh, gross. Jeremy tickets. Yeah. <laughs> I'm licking all of them. No, I'm not. I'm not licking any of them. I'm not licking any of them. I'm well, I'm. I'm. I, I can't. I can't wait to go watch these guys play. Uh, and you know the whole wearing the mask thing. If we're not used to that at this point, you know, you're just never gonna get used to it, and you might as well just not come anyway. But, um, twelve hundred. I think it's twelve hundred people they allowed, and there's a waiting list involved. So, uh, that's good. It's a 15 percent capacity indoors. So 15 percent. So 12. So I'm not I'm going really to go with <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I I I, I want to say that they think that uh, RGC holds 8,000 people. It doesn't, because um, I know that I was there and you were there, Jamie, and we had our net heads on with Tyndall, and there is an announced crowd of like 60. 625 or something like that i'm looking around going you can't fit 50 more people in here much less like 2000 right 
So I don't know like like what the actual number is anymore, but uh, but I do know that twelve hundred is where they cut it off this year. Yeah. Did they ever adjust the capacity when they built the luxury duck lines over there? <laughs> I don't know if they did or not, but that definitely takes up some space. So, and uh, you caught me mid fireball shot right there. That did not go down well. <laughs> My lord. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, on that note, let's shut it down. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at to the top talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington. Jason at Bumper J Bailey. Shane, what is your Twitter handle? Oh, man. Uh, these days, I think it's Eagles underscore to the top. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz as well. Um, okay. Do you have any shout out, guys? Jason. Yes, I do have a shout out. Uh, Katie and Jack uh, and I took a vacation to Chattanooga, Tennessee uh, a couple weeks ago. And while I was there, a former Southern, I think he's a former Southern Miss golfer. I know he's a really good golfer. Oh, he's yeah. a PGA Tour golfer. Um, Paul Appian. <laughs> Paulie A. Appian. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm sure that I completely jacked up that name. But anyway, he hit me up. He said, you know, what are you doing in town? This is where I live now. Do you need any tips? Do you need any, uh, do you need anything? And, um, and, and I was good of him for, to reach out and he gave me some ideas about where to go and, it was cool talking to him, and uh, the other shout-out I wanted to give, even though we already did it, uh, it was really cool of Bake to um, to give us the shout-out on ESPN3. So so shout-out to Jason Baker for that, and um, that's it. Shane, do you have any shout-outs? I don't have any shout-outs, but uh, I've, I've got something for the fans of To The Top Talk. Since <laughs> we're, we don't have a football game this weekend, and, and we've got a surprise basketball game that we don't know a whole lot about the competition uh chime in and, and let to the top talk know who you think would win in a real life fight between a golden eagle and a dolphin Ooh, <laughs> golden eagle and a dolphin who do you hmm. think would win i'm biased but i kind of like the golden eagle's chances but well, if, the, if, if the dolphin gets the golden eagle in the water that's I think the it's thing all dolphin but the Golden Eagle, well, I guess they can dive, too, if they need to, if you stick a talon in a blowhole. Uh, you can't dive like a dolphin can dive. You can't dive like a dolphin. I mean, you'd have to just straight up flipper. So if it's a really awesome eagle and an idiot dolphin, <laughs> I'm taking eagle. <laughs> I, I'm, it sounds well, like a Mike Leach situation. I think I'm going to take the eagle regardless of, of science or anything else. I'm just going to go with the eagle. Let's see what the people say. Okay, that is very fair. Very fair. Well, guys, do you have any final thoughts for the fans before we actually shut it down? Uh, we're going to make it through this year, and we're going to get back to normal, and uh, it, it, it's going to be fun. Yeah, 2021 will be way better than 2020 because it just can't be worse. Uh, I hope you guys all have a great Thanksgiving, you know, Please, you know, this is nobody's is asking any requirements. Please just be mindful of the precautions because it is getting to be a problem, uh, particularly, I mean, all over the country, but particularly here in Mississippi. Uh, and with the cold weather, it is only going to get worse. So just hunker down and be ready for these next few months because it's not going to be fun. Um, also, Southern Miss, man, it's just just take in there. Just keep with the resilience. 
Uh, keep on keeping on. We're going to have this new coach before too much longer. There's going to be some exciting things to talk about. Southern Miss basketball is going to be exciting, but go into it with the mindset, just like football season, there's going to be some games canceled. There's going to be some games where some crucial players are out. Um, we'll be back next week. Be on the lookout for that special episode that's going to drop later this week. If you need something to kind of get you by, get your, get your, what's your whistle before the big fight, uh, Thursday, uh, Saturday night between Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. For you millennials that don't know who those guys are, you can look them up on YouTube. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. <laughs>